Welcome back to I Hate the News. Uh, I know we've been gone a while, but we're back now, so stop complaining. Complaining <laughs> <laughs> is me. <laughs> just you. It's you in my inbox with like just complaints. <laughs> Nose of like, here is our plan for the next right. Week. Can you please make it happen? Well, life stuff got in the way, and. Um, you know, you had you had stuff going on. I had stuff going on, finishing projects and stuff. And then you decided we're gonna actually attempt to do this season two thing. So yeah. <laughs> so I know. so here we are with the official first episode of season two. Of season two, mm-hmm. we have an interview lined up, and I'm super pumped. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of interviews, and um, um, what have you been up to? So I quit my job. Um, my full-time mm. uh, position and now I am writing like freelancing full-time versus like doing social media marketing and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, so that's been kind of an adjustment because I don't answer which is why which is part of why we've um, been a little slag or like a little slow on the uh, on the podcast yeah yeah it's I'm having to learn and I have my own reasons, but those are yours, yeah. Yeah, just, like, how to, like, manage my time, um, because I don't mm-hmm. clock in or out, and so... Um, well, it's a huge adjustment yeah. freelancing. It's, it's having to, like, it's embracing the freedom of, like, making your own schedule, but also, like, knowing that if you don't create work hours or you don't let people interrupt your work, you won't... Um, yeah it's time, it's you know so it's completely about self-discipline and then you know self-worth plays into it and so forth so it's a little bit of a steep curve to get used yes. to but but once you get used to it then everything you know tends to be for the better um what about you what even okay so oh um well i was finishing that music project on matter EP. yes i just i put that out so i was like really distracted i wanted to do the podcast but i was just like my mind was elsewhere with all the marketing and everything it's like you know, you're just uh, when you're a one man team, that's what happens. Absolutely, right? yeah. But with the music stuff, so um, yeah, I finished that up. It's out now. I'm working on some new music stuff that I'm going to put out soon. And in the meantime, I've just like rekindled my passion for like cinema and movies and stuff. Yeah. So to me, yeah, I'm like really. To me, you're always like a filmmaker first. Um, no, that makes sense. I think I think a lot of people think that actually. I think the and, music was always your first. And, but you know, as an artist, you. you just got to follow your. Uh, your creative impulses otherwise you start to like feel really stressed and then you go to the sunken place and all that you know <laughs> but, yeah, I always, I always feel bad but yeah so actors. the music stuff we finished that and um now i'm getting back to uh working on my second film as a feature okay i'm um, talking to a few people i got a few meetings this week so if anybody can send me good vibes that would be awesome because i really want to get back onto it and it's looking all positive right now and i'm like super excited so well good yeah, awesome. and hopefully we can now get back to doing this regularly. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think that we have we had some some good some good stuff lined up. Um, mm-hmm. Is it just you? Do you feel a little rusty? Like I feel I rusty. I feel super rusty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm realizing as we're talking is like you have to keep this up constantly, otherwise you like you you drop back down just like going to the gym or any other muscle that you're training. Yeah, like I feel like I don't know how to be a person. Yeah, <laughs> it took it. <laughs> 
I mean, like, I'm bad at being a person in the world in general, to begin with, full stop. Um, but, no comment. <laughs> but now, now I, like, never leave the house unless I'm, like, going for a run or, like, have to buy food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, I have to, like, interact with another human. It's not even in person. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, over the phone. I know. But well, it's, 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 still, it's uh, so strange. we're also, like, the Netflix generation, right? So interacting, period, is hard. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, we, we're just, we're definitely not good at it. Um, but I'm actually going to be, you, as you know, like, I'll be moving to Toronto. Soon. Mm-hmm. And so That's what I'm hoping. Then things will get a lot more regular. Yeah, well, I'm, and I'll be, like, there in person. So mm-hmm. this will feel, like, a more personal because it's, uh, we're across. Well, let's be honest. Double doubles, so. Well, let's be honest. This last season, maybe even the next few episodes, really just kind of like a soft launch until you move here. And then we can, like, really get into it. Yeah, I should be there. Um end of end of august Mm -hmm. you know um so we'll be there um and meeting up you know regularly during the week to record these and it'll be it'll be super profesh super profesh versus versus what they are now Mm -hmm. which is super unprofesh (laughs) (laughs) do you want to do you want to introduce like season two a little bit and then maybe introduce nick Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, season two is kind of my baby because I was like, if you want, I have all these rules because I'm like a very technical, <laughs> like data tells me how to feel. So I'm a very technical person and I want everything like all these ducks in a row and I want everything lined up. And he's like, fine, you want to do that? Do it yourself and tell me where I need to be. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's pretty much out when can't lie. <laughs> Season two is like my baby. So if it sucks, uh, you can take it up with me because uh, it will 100% be my fault. I I can Um, only assume it's going to be an improvement. (laughs) (laughs) There's an actual theme. Um, We're trying. (laughs) Yeah. So I had a couple of like just topics that I really wanted to. Mm -hmm. Stuff we talked about before too. Yeah. Yeah. um, and, And what's great is that we have a bunch of interviews lined up with uh, female artists, with um, minorities. Minorities, yeah. And just like... And just diverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a diverse collection of mostly women um, with one exception. And just like what it's like being either a a woman or a racial minority or, you know, a religious minority in um, Mm -hmm. kind of the art industry and all and all those different industries and how it plays out like whether or not you're a photographer or a graphic designer or a cinematographer and and what your life what your experience is like firsthand yeah um and i think that that's an interesting i would hope that it's interesting for people to hear about um from people who are you know smaller business owners or smaller filmmakers or photographers Mm -hmm. who aren't you know, famous necessarily. Like, well, I think it's more relatable. It's reality. Yeah, it's a little bit more relatable. Because those um, those are most people's struggles, right? Exactly. Like, you want to learn how to like interact with clients. You know, if you can tell that like mm-hmm. they have an issue, they don't take you seriously because you're a woman, or they, you know, you know, they voted for Trump, mm-hmm. or like whatever, whatever the situation. Oh, is. we can we can ask Nick about that today. Yes, Nick is going to be our first interview uh and she's really great and let's get her on the line do you want to just introduce her or are you gonna do that when we get her online i'm gonna do it when we okay talk to her. sounds good all right we'll be right back then bye. bye i'm gonna i'm just gonna give it three count and we'll just start over okay and then i'll, okay. Then I'll chop this out okay is that cool yeah nice all right sarah you just take it after three okay 
All right. One, two, three. <laughs> the director told us what to do. Hey, Nick. <laughs> I do. <directed. laughs> One, two, three. My name's Nick. Hi. Hey, Nick. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Thank you We're for good. being our first interview of season two. And I think our second interview totals. I made it sound way more professional than it actually was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Profesh. Professional. Um, so tell the people who you are. Um, I'm Nick Charlie Perez on all forms of social media. And I'm a multimedia artist. And I married Sarah's sister because I couldn't marry Sarah. Ooh, I, <laughs> I love it. there's no better introduction in my mind than uh one which takes down my sister emotionally so oh my goodness Um, sorry rachel (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding i wear up her (laughs) you grew up in new york city um the child of immigrants like and you became you, you went to school for illustration is that correct? yes yes i did mm. yes okay because i you have this like most incredible diverse portfolio um and i kind of just thought that it would be really interesting for people to hear um you know when you have a, a bunch of different interests and you want to dabble in them all um how does that work for you with your portfolio and then you know what are the pros and cons of then going right and you know yeah. getting clients so like it works and then it doesn't work <laughs> because like your strengths can also be your weaknesses so like the awesome thing I don't want to seem like I'm like awesome and so amazing but like I do a lot of different are, so. things oh my god stop so like I do a lot of different things but that's like really hard to just like if I was meeting someone on the street and they were like so what is your art like and I'm like well I'm like a mural artist and I do costume work and theater and I sculpt (laughs) and I also do music so it's like really like you don't want to sound like you know Mm -hmm. but also like you need to like let people know what you're about and what you can give them so yeah do you yeah like sorry do you focus on one or is it just you focus on all of them at the same time i mean like i focus on so recently i've Mm -hmm. kind of like focused more on trying to marry the two of like costume work textile and painting because i love yeah i love large-scale painting and then Mm -hmm. i love like making clothes so i've recently like like redid a whole thing like i have an instagram called painted at the seams and it's really punny but like (laughs) so i've kind of focused on that um the past couple of months kind of like it's still growing but it's still kind of like marrying the two of like textile work and large painting but then i also love i still like to do like children's illustrations and then I still like have my like really weird like collage work so it's like that stuff it's is, like, uh it's so relatable though for me because you know like you know me I'm all over the place too when it comes to like I'm a filmmaker first but then I have music and then I have other things I do like I write yeah. poetry and so forth so um over the years I struggled with that too so I think I actually think a lot of artists struggle with this they end up defining themselves as something but but the truth is that like 
you know, you've got all these things you're interested in and you're trying to figure out how to focus on one so people don't think you're scattered, but you're probably good at everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. But it's fun. And like, you know, people are always learning and I'm really open to like learning different things. Like if I want to get into screen printing, like throw it at me. Throw me right. in a room, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, there's not a there's not a lot of people that can say, Oh, well, I have a, a degree in children's illustration, but I do interior design work for starbucks and also yeah it's like people Um, when people hear me like keep going on about it they're like uh are you like lying like i feel like i'm an snl character (laughs) like you know the one (laughs) snl character like i think her name is penelope or something and like she just keeps one upping everyone like (laughs) oh yeah but like i have a yacht and my horse is on a yacht and my horse has a horse on a yacht and yeah i'm going i'm going to the moon next year (laughs) yeah like stuff like that yeah. No, I relate. How do you, with the diverse um, like work experience that you have, how do you approach potential clients, um, knowing that like they probably in the past have not worked with somebody with mm-hmm. such diverse body of work? Um, like, what's your what's your so like there? it really is like based on the client, like what, like what they're looking for. So if I'm like if there's like a theater looking for work, then I just strongly approach them with my own, like just theater work. And then if it's like a mom that needs something done for her kid's nursery, like I'm not going to show her my theater stuff. You know what I mean? So it's client to client. Yeah. So it's client Mm -hmm. to client. Like I have, I probably have like seven different like resumes and like seven different like pockets of like physical portfolios that I bring in. Mm-hmm. Okay. but then like you know you get to talking with clients you get closer to them they want to get to know you and then they find out that like oh you also do like newborn shoots <laughs> like I have a right. baby like you know so like and it's also like in the world of like like you guys know like it's it's people you know it's everything like it's all relationships it's all there yeah you gotta yeah. like network and it's like mm-hmm. you know one thing leads one to person. another and- yeah 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 yeah, it really does seem like it's you've been able to to be really playful with your hobbies and your personal interests, and then when something sticks, you're able to pursue it in a in a way that has some kind of like monetary financial yeah. gain. And it seems like if as long as you're staying playful and you're trying new things, um, yeah. That... Didn't, didn't you just work on Broadway? I can, but then I also like can't like you got like with the, with art and media you know that like nowadays mm-hmm. like artists I mean even back then like in the 1970s and stuff like you had your art but then you also had like your other jobs like yeah like I do I actually think that's still the case with a yeah lot of that artists. is the case like I do wish and I am hopeful that like I will grow into the artist that I want to be that I could be able to be fully yeah support fully yourself. support myself yeah. and like my family and everything but like you know even like professors that I've had like um like illustrators they were doing children's books and selling them but he was like still a truck driver like you know like just like yeah. random yeah. stuff but 
Well, you, you'd be surprised at like how many filmmakers that make films that like are out like, you know, on Netflix and stuff that still have like side hustles and side yeah, jobs, exactly. but like they don't tell anybody, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Sarah knows, like I was still doing, I was hustling like the last year doing art and like doing mural work th- through the night, but I still had an office job at like a political magazine mm-hmm. in Manhattan. So like it was a lot. <laughs> And you're doing really good work too. Like Sarah would forward it to me every now and then, and I would be like, "Who is this? This is amazing!" And then she's like, "It's Nick." I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> and so, all of your work up until this point has, for the most part, been New York yeah. City based. Um, and you're about to move to not just a small, a much smaller city, but a much smaller city in the yes. <laughs> so how how has this affected has this affected like the way that you approach clients um or just like how do you start over basically like in a new city where you don't have all of those connections and you know you maybe don't have the community that you're accustomed to having at kind of your immediate disposal whether that's like you know your friends or just inspiration you can't walk into like a museum or something and get super yeah. inspired yeah um or is it more exciting in some ways because you're starting over and like it's know, getting to like so it's like be inspired again. more it's terrifying and also like extremely exciting yeah. um <laughs> rachel and i have visited and like we've gone we visited all, all the little towns and stuff and like I didn't know how much mural work there was in like the Manchester, Carytown, Richmond oh, wow, area. Yeah. And I was like, this is dope. Like a part of me, I was like, I can see myself here. It's cleaner. And like the artwork's really great, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like what was Sarah, what Sarah was saying was like, I can't go into a gallery in like Richmond and, kind of get like the New York vibe because all the galleries in Richmond yeah. are like locally based and then also like internationally based. So mm-hmm. there's nothing that I can pick apart. Like if I was going to like a museum down in like Chelsea or something, like, you know, like it's urban, it's hard. It's like you're in New York city. Like it yeah. feels, it's a yeah, culture, right? Like... A culture. And like being in mm-hmm. like the art scene in New York, like, I was, like, showing galleries and, like, Greenpoint, like, in, like, weird basements and, like, weird, you know. Right. Yeah, Come, yeah. Well, New York's alive. It's yeah. vibrant, right? Like, and, like, mm. coming here, like, you still have that. And, like, you still have all the artwork and stuff. But it's kind of, it's a little bit, like, I don't know the word, like, refined, maybe? Like. I know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe a little more sophisticated, yeah, like, less less raw, less cultured. Yeah, maybe. like you walk in and everything's on the walls and like there's a lot of sunlight where like I was saying I was like showing stuff in like a basement. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there's more of like an image curation, I feel like in the South that you have to like figure out how to yeah. use to your advantage. Um, rather than letting it Yeah, like, and I do you. think like the galleries that I have stepped in so far because I've been trying to kind of like build a community like like places that I'm like comfortable in where I'm moving because like obviously mm-hmm. you're moving to a new place you want to have like a community you want to know some people yeah and like um I definitely found like kind of like a theater part of it but with the art base I'm trying to just feel like feel my way through like how like how queens can I be here <laughs> 
Well, I was just going to say, I feel like if you bring some of that Queens yeah, vibe and that New York vibe, I definitely, you'll stand out yes, more. Yes, exactly. And, like, worse, I don't yeah. mean to, like, we are in, like, the northern part of the South and everything. And, like, mm-hmm. um, my resume, it doesn't mean to name drop. But, like, I am, right. like, oh, yeah, I'm from New York City, born and raised. Like, I worked with this on Broadway. So dope, and yeah. then, like, I worked in, like, these galleries in Brooklyn. So, like, once they just, like, see that, they're like, oh, cool. Like, what are you up to? Like, where's, you right. know. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but, like, everybody's in the diversity right yeah. now, right? So, uh, <laughs> you actually kind of stand out and become, like, something that, you know, is going to get more noticed in the South than maybe you would in New York even, where there's a lot of people. Like yeah. You, you well, know? that's why I kind of was, like, I'm ready for a move. I'm ready for some change and, like. Mm-hmm. With New York, like, I love New York City. Like, that is my home. All of my art- yeah. artists are there. Everyone who inspires me is there. But it's kind of like I'm moving to a new place. And I want to be I want to be kind of, like, put apart from, like, the right. sea of people. Not saying that the South, like, doesn't have anybody like me. No, it's just your home and your culture that you're yeah. talking about. Like, What's well, like, you know, you can, um, you can take the girl out of New York City, but you can't take New York City out of the girl, Nope, right? and you can't take her Tims off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Keep those Tims on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, have you had any, because this, this season we're kind of asking everybody, like, you know, whether you're a female or you're a racial minority, have you run into any art community? living in the the me too movement you know right mm-hmm. now you just cut out a little maybe 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 repeat that question you yeah cut out a little. oh weird okay um i was just i was saying that like you know we are dealing with with the me too movement when and, and mm-hmm. women feeling empowered to come forward with their stories of um you know abuse or in, in you know less than stellar work conditions within various art communities mm-hmm. um and you being both a woman and uh a racial minority you know have you had any you know positive or negative experiences right. in the art community um i would definitely say you have both like yeah being a minority also like having like a latina last name and like also like being a woman i've had galleries that have not approved me and like not saying that my work like I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I should be in here. Like, my stuff's awesome. But it's like, you know when a place doesn't even take the time out to look at your stuff first. Like, they don't take you seriously. And, Mm -hmm. like, when, like, you show up to a show and, like, the percentage, like, the 70% is all, like, male artists with, like, (laughs) a painted circle on their canvas. Like, I know it's conceptual. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like our stuff could be in there too and like I will say like two of my best friends um who I've graduated with and they're artists as well uh my one best friend she does a lot of paintings based off of her home in Colombia, and they're okay. like vibrant they have like in it just like you can see how the people like live there and how they love and how they just right. like you know and like not saying that that her work isn't amazing it is it is gorgeous but like some galleries might not want that 
like might not want that feel like might they would think it's like too you know like too too loud or too cultural Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so like just being like that and like my other best friends does like beautiful oil flower paintings and some galleries might think like it's too feminine or it's too like like vaginal or too you know stuff like that and it's like (laughs) why are you laughing are you laughing that's what like that's what sarah no, I'm laughing because I was literally <laughs> I was literally laughing at the idea of like Georgia O'Keeffe, but like a Frida Kahlo like vagina painting. They'd be like, "Oh my god, this oil painting looks like Frida's vagina. This is too Mexican. This is too colorful. This is too sexual. <laughs> it's too cultural." It. No, exactly. But like that's like how some people are, and it's just like as curators, like aren't you supposed to be like inspiring and like new things and like whatever but sometimes some people are just like no that's too much Uh, the gatekeepers yeah yeah um do you think that do you think that instagram kind of is like you know the great leveler in that way where you know all the artists can like curate their own feeds and get them out there and then if you get that pop in then like they they kind of can't ignore you oh yeah exactly yeah it's the whole it's a whole set a lot of your work (laughs) you feature a lot of your work on Instagram. Like you make a a good chunk of your like connections and your money through Instagram. And I'm sure that like the democratization of, of through, through social media has allowed you to do that because you can, you don't have to necessarily go through the gatekeepers. Of, yeah. Oh yeah. Know, galleries. Exactly. And there's like with social media and like with like curating your own website, there's no one to tell you like, you can't post that or like you can't do this yeah and like i will i've had a slew of like hate comments and like of people being like this isn't good but it's like okay you're one person but there's like all these other people exactly everybody gets that right like with instagram i love and i hate it because like trolls behind the behind their phones can like easily report you and easily like, mm-hmm. I did a, like, time lapse of a jacket that I painted with, like, I don't want to say his name, but Trump, Voldemort, and Putin. <laughs> and it was based off of, like, the graffiti on the Berlin Wall. And right. I've had to repost that time lapse, like, maybe three times because I've gotten it taken down. Oh, that's yeah. Wild. So, like, stuff like that. Well, like, it, like... That's not even a big deal. You know? Yeah, so it's like I also, with Instagram, it's like really great, and then it's really bad. So okay, interesting. I remember, um, and I'm not sure we might have to edit this part out because I don't know what your contract is with Starbucks. But I remember <laughs> when you had um, that mural that you did, like with the installation with the Moby Dick, and you had like used a copy of Moby Dick in your collage work with them, and then you had a white artist who had not gotten the contract who tried to report it as destruction of intellectual oh, wow. yeah and it was like a whole so <laughs> i mean like i don't know if we can use their name but um yeah so like schmarschmucks some corporate entity some, co- some schmarbred entity um <laughs> So it was <laughs> it was an artist that had like work on the other end of the uh the store that was just trying to like find anything anything and everything to kind of like 
have us like pause on a project or like have us take down a project. Um, but that's what it was. Like it was my partner and I who are not white artists, um, just like trying to live our lives and do our thing. But you know, stuff happens like that. And luckily everything turned out fine. And like the store's up and running and it's like really awesome. But yeah, just like stuff like that. And even like, I will say, like another story working in a Schmarpet entity. Um, <laughs> we, my partner and I, we work on projects that like aren't open yet. And like they are under construction. And it's like her and I, who are two women working like through the night and like all day. And we're working with like all men in construction so Mm -hmm. there is that feeling of like where do we belong or like why like people don't think that we can use a lift but we can like we can stand on a scaffolding too like just like stuff like that I I remember the situation and you actually like had to record not just the verbal like condescension from the the um, I don't know what are they called not the warden but the guy who's in charge of all the construction um, <laughs> oh yeah when we so really condescending to you and also like the way he was really? treating oh yeah his other workers who, like couldn't speak English as well as he could and like yeah I'm sure like do you ever also he's just jackass yeah like he well, like... Mm. so there was like one, on one of the sites or something like my partner and I were using the lift and it was like a really like touchy feely kind of like machine. Like we've worked on so many lifts before, but mm-hmm. um, he was getting mad that we were like touch and go, touch and go. But it's like, we're under construction. We don't want to hit anything. So mm-hmm. he was like, Oh, just let me get on it. Like, I know how you guys drive. <laughs> and like me and my partner right. being like of Asian, we are like, okay, like, that was mildly racist, but, like, You're we'll right. let it go. <laughs> was it a, uh, was it an older guy? Or? Yes, it was an older yeah, white man. Yeah. That, I, I'm finding that the older white men are having the hardest time adjusting to this, the, you know, this new, new wave and this new generation. Yeah. You know, they just, so as soon as you said that, I'm like, this is probably an older <laughs> Yeah, <person."> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's too no, bad. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how not just the art community, but like how like this this particular example, you know, that you're giving where you ha- you're interacting with other um, other groups of people who aren't necessarily artists who, um, you know, maybe are not. I don't know where we're traditionally open minded kind of, you know, mm-hmm. people um, and, and you're having to work together on like joint projects and, you know you're coming into contact with people who may be of a different mm-hmm. generation or a little bit more close-minded or what have you. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if all of the kind of cultural shifts that America is going through right now, it, how that will play out for those, those relationships that we have with, um, with other craftsmen. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Other craftsmen. Um, I don't know how that works in film, I guess. But... What was that? I wasn't sure, like, if you ever, if you, I mean, I'm sure with, like, set building yeah. and construction, you have similar, maybe, situations where you're, like, 
you know, in, in film and like. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we were in LA once building um, a set for a movie and we had a set designer. This kind of older guy at the time even. And he, um, I just remember the way he like kind of treated me and the way he talked to me was like, like I was this like kid who didn't know yeah. anything. And, and, it had, and it wasn't just that I was like younger or whatever, whatever. It was like I was younger and I was also like, you know, South Asian. So he just didn't take me as seriously and I could feel it. And even mm-hmm. though I was the one paying him, I was the one who was like, you know, um, initiating the project. So, and then eventually we had to fire that guy. It was a huge deal, this and that. But, but um, I've also found that with people like that, that aren't tolerant, that when that happens, usually you can pick it up right in the beginning. And if you're the director or the producer, you can kind of nip it in the bud. You can just like get rid of that person. You just, you, yeah, you just have to catch it right away. Those signals are usually pretty, pretty clear up front. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, I have dealt with it. Not as much, I don't think, but, um, but I have. And, and when it does happen, it's like, it's very frustrating because you're not equipped to deal with yeah. it. Like you're not equipped to deal with somebody else, you know, condescending you in a way where they just think they're like, you know, better than you in some way. Your brain just kind of goes, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> you know? Especially since since artists tend to be like super non-confrontational mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. we just want to make shit we don't want to fight like we yeah don't, but uh, we don't know how to but how i'm to sure nick, especially like if you're on a- i'm sure nick relates to this but like in those situations yeah we're the artists but like <clears throat> i'm sure the new york comes out and the brampton comes out oh yeah me, you know I'm just, i try so hard to like keep the brampton just below the surface or i'm gonna pop off you know no i know this guy doesn't know he just thinks i'm some random kid i know i'm like hold my gold hoop earrings i got in chinatown (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) whereas like i'm just a passive aggressive like privileged white girl i'm like excuse me um i don't know if you know this sir but the world doesn't well sir (laughs) but your way works i know your way works you're like you must be new here sarah's like can i speak to your manager and then like it's fine i've seen her do it i've seen her like put people in their place and like oh i've seen her if i had done that it would have probably just turned into a huge fight (laughs) no you just i'm just like you're you're privileged white friend you pull out of your back pocket for like social situations where you're just like i know this is why i keep her around it's like having a license to kill (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) pull out your token white exactly (laughs) it's a superpower (laughs) oh well thank you so much for talking with us Um, you should you should plug your plug your various uh accounts your website your work where can they can all find me on nickcharlieperez.com and then everything else is the same uh instagram twitter and then i have my one painted textile stuff at painted at the seams on instagram and you know it's cool i do a lot of things i do i paint stuff and yeah and i help out my wife she delivers babies at sweetearthdoula.com i'll plug her in but <laughs> a generous up, one. well because like i designed that logo so you know i do a lot of things you guys need logo stuff i'll do it up and i'll say you're actually really good this yes. like i plan to use you in the future uh, use me just <laughs> <Yes>. do it <laughs> <laughs> that means no money involved. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, this was fun. And when you uh, when you have something like new come out, or you're working on something, tell us. And we'll have you back. Yeah, on. awesome, awesome.
I know you have a you have a show. I do, which is like hilariously enough that you mentioned that I'm a children's artist, like a children's illustrator, (laughs) because like the show I'm doing right now. Like, I'm not going to talk a lot about it because it's not out or anything, but it definitely is on the darker side. It it takes a a toll on, like, it's based off of, like, the London, like, mental hospitals. And I'm, like, "Um, on my resume. I'm so intrigued. (laughs) I know. I'm, like, on my (laughs) resume, I, like, I told you that I wrote a children's book about an otter in space. And um, (laughs) it's a pretty good story. No one's bought it yet. But, um... (laughs) Uh, like outer space and then like now i'm doing like i'm designing straight jackets and i'm like this is cool but also this is the coolest thing about being creative yeah but like that's like the whole thing that we were talking about like reinventing yourself Mm -hmm. i feel like i reinvent myself for each project is that do you think that's what keeps you like um engaged though yeah like yeah, that's why we become creatives because every project is a new challenge. Yes, exactly. And I feel like mm-hmm. just like how actors, like you get a script and you kind of like you take the entirety of like before you start like like filming and everything to kind of like be that character in any yep. aspect and any like in your whole being, in your whole life where I'm like trying to read the script, trying to figure out what I can do to kind of make the set and costumes happen but i'm like i'm not gonna wear a straight jacket outside but <laughs> like you know <laughs> just gonna have to play pretend <laughs> right well yeah exactly you reinvent yourself for anything you fall, fall into anything creatively totally man. yeah that's really cool man you guys are fun no this was really fun Probably one of my favorites yeah we're so fun. We're so you guys are so fun. Just talk to me. I'm just sitting here in Sarah's room. She's not here and I'm eating key lime pie in your bed. Great. Oh. Great. <laughs> That's a perfect ending. We have to stop there. In which our interviewee eats key lime pie in yeah, my bed. Basically. So. With my All right, see you next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs>